Hey there, it's Danielle Alvari of VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Be sure to check out my new podcast, the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angles for all the LA teams, plus USC and my personal favorite and alma mater, UCLA. So if you're from Los Angeles or a fan of any of the LA sports teams and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Los Angeles CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Friday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Chargers, Ravens, Rams, Giants, UCLA at Washington, the WNBA Finals, Game 3 on Friday. So much to look forward to. And if you're a Dodgers fan, you're probably pretty freaking excited right now, despite a mm, lackluster finish. We'll leave it at that for now. Uh, lots to get to in this episode. We'll jump right in with, with Dodgers first. Dodgers-Giants, Game 5 on Thursday. We got to talk about it. The Dodgers advance. The Dodgers advance. Uh, we'll also talk UCLA at Washington this weekend. Then we'll get into the Chargers and Rams game with Dave Ross from VSIN. You don't have to just listen to me talk about the Chargers and the Rams. And finally, the WNBA Finals with Brendan Glasheen. He's the play-by-play -play for the Connecticut Sun. He does work with DraftKings. And you may know him from 98.5 The Sports Hub. That's in Boston, so maybe not since we are doing a Los Angeles podcast. But nevertheless... Uh, very, very excited to have some guests on the show today. But first things first, we'll start every show with the latest Los Angeles lines provided by our friends at Bet Rivers. So, NCAA football, USC has a bye week. UCLA plus one and a half at Washington. Yes, UCLA getting points on the road at Washington here. Total 55. UCLA even on the money line here, even money, so plus 100. And then Washington, minus 121. As for the NFL, the Chargers are plus three at the Ravens. Total sitting around 51 and a half, plus 123 on the money line. Rams, minus nine and a half at the Giants. We saw that at 10 and a half earlier in the week. A little bit of movement there. And total now 48 and a half, I believe up from 47 and a half. Two early games for them on Sunday on the East Coast. We'll talk about that with Dave Ross. You can find all these odds and more at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Make sure you check it out. Now, without further ado... This Dodgers and Giants game. If you have the Giants to win the World Series, it's time to burn that ticket. The Dodgers-Giants game five ended on a final strike call uh, on a check swing by Flores. Slider courtesy of Max Scherzer. Fans were not happy. Fans are not happy about this, and I understand why. Because I'm, well, because I'm a fan. But also because this was just a brutal way to end a series. And everybody, everybody lit up Twitter to let people know. One of those people was Matt Brown from Primetime Action on VSIN. We used to work together on that show. Really fun. Always has great takes. He tweeted, he did not swing. He was going to strike out anyway. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances that he was going to be able to hit off Scherzer? I don't know. Under, under 150? I don't know. So that is probably true. Nevertheless, yuck. Yuck to that finish for the Dodgers. Like, I don't even think Dodgers fans liked that finish. But, I mean, they're happy they won. But I think that, to Matt Brown's point with his tweet, 
they could have got this win in a more satisfying way than a check swing. That was just yucky. I like yucky. I think that's the best way to describe it. But uh, I saw, I believe it was Molly Knight, baseball writer on Twitter, tweeted out that this is not the first time this has happened between these teams, um, even this season. Uh, she referenced an article back in July, July 23rd, written by Charles Curtis for USA Today. It was about the horrible umpire call and a check swing that cost the Dodgers a crucial game versus the Giants. And if you'll remember, going into this series, the reason that the Giants, or rather the Dodgers, had to play that wildcard game versus the Cardinals to even get into this is because they didn't win their division. And why didn't they win their division? The Giants had one more win. They had 107, and the Dodgers only had 106. Uh, so, you know, when I when I saw Molly sweep that, I was like, oh, Okay, kind of, uh, but the context is entirely different, right? Um, I see it. I get it. It's a good reminder that that we, I mean, <laughs> it's a good reminder that the, the umps are just not perfect, and this is what you get. I, I understand, too, fans calling for, for there to be different rules for, like, a final inning, just like a final two minutes of a basketball game or something like that. It's just not something that could be reviewed at this time. That's just not the rule, so... Check swing when he did. I mean, come on. No way. So anyways, uh, the Giants are out of it. So if you got to take it on and burn it, burn it. I feel bad. You guys know Stormy Bonatoni. I had her on last week. Uh, she had, I think, a 10 to 1 on the Giants to win the whole series. Uh, so I feel bad for that. For that. But we don't feel that bad because go Dodgers. This is an LA podcast. Let's let's get back on track here, guys. Very exciting for the Dodgers, despite how it happened. Uh, actually, funny too, the SF Giants on NBC account tweeted before the game that the Giants have won every single game Logan Webb has pitched against the Dodgers lefty Julio Urias. Not anymore. Not anymore. Why'd you jinx yourself with that? Uh, Dodgers advance to the National League Championship Series. Uh, it was really cool to see Vin Scully tweet to the legend before the game. He tweeted, uh, to my knowledge, tonight's game between the Dodgers and SF Giants is the most important game in the history of their rivalry. That's coming from Vin Scully. He said, with nearly identical records and so much at stake, I believe this to be the case. He went on to say the other games that you can make a case for if you're a historic Dodgers fan. But I think he's right here. I think that there was a lot on the line here. And that just makes it that much more egregious that it ended the way that it did. No, still not over it. Still not over it. Uh, anyway, uh, winner now advances. Dodgers advance to face the Braves in the NLCS. Red Sox Astros set for the ALCS. More action to come. This is exciting for me because I love talking about the Dodgers and now I get to keep talking about them. And I also love talking about my alma mater, UCLA, at Washington this weekend. Let's talk about that. Saturday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time for this one. Again, Bruins on the road, but plus one and a half. Saw this at plus two and a half earlier in the week. If you listen to the pod on Wednesday, I said, what? Are you serious? Give me plus two and a half for UCLA. Uh, four and two... Uh, so far this season, I believe 4-0 as of recent. Washington, meanwhile, 1-4. Uh, Washington coming off a bye week. UCLA is coming off a road win versus a winless Arizona team. Yes, I do my own sound effects on this show as well. You'll see those. or You'll, you'll hear those, actually. Can you tell that she's adjusting to, to podcasting? 
Anyhow, let's talk about this Bruins offense. The Bruins offense ranks 20th in points per game at 35.2. On the defensive side of things, UCLA yields 26.5 points and 401 yards per game to opponents. They've given up big plays as part of the part of the huge problem here. The big problem is these big plays. So hopefully they can shut that down, lock it up a little bit, guys. Uh, as for the Washington Huskies, they're second in the Pac-12 North Division. They're coming off a disappointing three-point loss to the Oregon State Beavers. I mean, the Beavers beat USC this year. <laughs> How about that? But no. I'm going to use another yuck. Not quite as yucky as the end of that Dodgers game, but come on. Well, I mean, yeah, there's travel. They're on the road, but UCLA is kind of a road dog team. Like, give them some points and see what they do with them. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I think that this... Maybe I'm, like, just missing something here. Maybe this is, a, like, a, I don't know, like a trap game or something for UCLA. Uh, it seems like a no-brainer that this is a t game that UCLA can not only cover plus one and a half. I don't even want that plus one and a half. And watch, they're going <laughs> to... Watch, they're going to need it. Watch, they're going to lose by one. And I'm going to wish I had it. But I'm going to say UCLA money line for this one. I said that on Wednesday in the show. Uh, plus 107 was the number then. Now it's at even money. So uh, if you've learned anything, maybe it's that you should listen to the pod every every time. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, she's talking a really big game. Yeah, I'm talking a really big game for someone who could very well get beat by this Washington team. But I just don't see that happening. I don't. I also really like UCLA's over and its points prop so you can bet this on bet rivers the points prop number for ucla 27 and a half so if they score more than 27 and a half points that over cashes i like it i like it because i think this is going to come down to whichever's team's offense can score more as i said earlier in the week again really elite analysis there but it, it is i mean both these teams struggle with turnovers washington more so but their defense also creates creates a lot of turnovers, so that could be troublesome for UCLA. I'm interested to see how Washington's defense matches up against UCLA's run game. But we saw UCLA break out a little bit of a run game when they couldn't really pass versus Arizona as much. So, you know. I think, I think one of the beat reporters actually asked Chip Kelly about that. They asked head coach at UCLA, Chip Kelly, uh, what are you going to do if, if you face another defense like the one you did where, you know, they shut down your passing game and he said, rush for 400 yards <laughs> or something like that because, because they did, you know, they were able to do that. So, yeah, uh, whichever team's offense can keep scoring, I think Washington's going to have trouble putting the offense together more so than UCLA is, especially with DTR at the helm, loves to get it done in his legs or with his legs rather. I guess say UCLA money line for this one. I do. I say it confidently and I say it as a homer, so... Take it with a grain of salt. I also let UCLA over its points prop, 27 and a half. That's what I got for you. Uh, coming up next, though, we'll get into the NFL. Dave Ross from VSIN joins the show to talk about the Rams and Chargers games this weekend. Plus, does he think Justin Herbert is MVP worthy? We'll get into that next on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. 
The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to BetRivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the BetRivers mobile app or go to BetRivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where BetRivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. The Los Angeles CityCast is presented by BetRivers. Get paid faster with BetRivers Rush Pay. Daily boosts, special offers, great customer service, plus a $250 first-time sign-up bonus. Make BetRivers your hometown sportsbook. Download the BetRivers app or visit BetRivers.com for details. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by BetRivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Let's welcome in our guest, Dave Ross on VSIN. You can catch him on Betting Across America on Saturdays and the Green Zone on Sundays. Uh, green for the money that you can make watching that show, I'm sure. Uh, so I had to bring him in to talk NFL this week because I am sick of hearing my own voice talking about these two teams. Let's start with the Chargers, okay? So when I did my show uh, for Monday... I looked at okay. this line and I saw Chargers plus three and a half at the Ravens, and I could not believe my eyes. I told the audience, I said, I refreshed my computer about six times. I got a snack. I came back. <laughs> and it was it was still there. And I was like, you got to grab this three and a half, right? What is this? It's going to change after Monday Night Football, and now we're just seeing Chargers plus three. Yeah, and it did change, though, Danielle, to your point. It did come down because I saw the same thing, and I thought, man, my goodness, have they not been watching the Chargers? Maybe there's some East Coast bias here, Danielle. The one thing I can never quite quantify when you're trying to break this down from a number standpoint, is when you do that West Coast to East Coast thing. And I and I know it shouldn't matter, but it always seems like it does. And it is a one o'clock Eastern start. So sometimes those West Coast teams, it takes them a while to get back on their footing, it seems like. But I'm with you. The only way that I can play this game, if I'm going to play it, is going to be the Chargers that take that three if you can still get it. Because now I'm seeing two and a halves is starting to go underneath that critical number now. So if you get it at three and a half early in the week, great but that's gone. It's probably not going to move off three. I think it's going to stay right there. And probably, again, I am seeing some two and a half. So you can grab the three if you're a charger backer like I am this week. I think that's the right play. Look, what we saw Lamar Jackson do on Monday night was spectacular. But the bottom line is Baltimore's not been a good team against the number this year. The Chargers have. They've been very good. Okay, so Chargers are playing a lot of, a lot of games to the under. Ironically, the Ravens running the ball, Lamar Jackson, good defense. They're playing to the over. So we kind of have this weird uh, balance here of we traditionally think of the Chargers as the over team and the Ravens, Ravens the under team. It's kind of flipped so far this year. So that's the number. That's the side I might stay away from. I do like the Chargers here uh, on the side and stay away from the total rather because I just feel like that's a safer play. It's probably going to be a field goal game either way. And either they're going to win it or they're going to be right in it to the end. So to me, getting the three here, the way Justin Herbert's playing, the way Eckler can control with the running game. And that's why they've been playing to so many unders. There's so much more balance than Baltimore. And that's why Lamar Jackson, you see, he's actually right now, he's the throwing quarterback here. They can't run the ball in Baltimore. It's bizarre. I know they got the streak of, you know, X amount of games over 100 yards. They got broken on Monday night by the Colts. And they barely did it against the Broncos. And we saw the consternation that had with McFangio and company. They got all bent out of shape because they went for the stupid record, right? They're just not running the ball as well because they don't have any running backs. So right now it is Lamar Jackson or bust. I actually trust the Charger defense to be able to curtail him to a degree. Field goal game, give me the three. But do you think that the Ravens 
should be the ones that are favored with the field goal here because I agree with oh. you. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game. And is it really just as simple as home field advantage here? Because it seems like this Ravens team could just as easily be one and four. All right. They just could, barely, yes. barely got by against the Lions and the Colts. Yeah. And the Lions game, I mean, 66 yard field goal. I just feel bad for the Rise. It's just, the Lions just get the hearts ripped out every which way. You know, the Vikings did it to them last week. You know, we saw what the Ravens did a couple weeks ago with the 66 yard. So I feel bad for the Lions. But to your point, they, look, this has not been a good team uh, against the number. We've seen that. And I do think they've kind of adjusted accordingly here. But I do think the home field advantage is still an important factor. And I do think that time change does play into it just somewhat. Because historically, it has played out so dramatically uh, to, to the opposite of what you would think West Coast teams could do in the East Coast. It does not play favorably for them for whatever reason. So to me, I think the number is right. But I want to be on the right side of that number. And that means I'm going to take those three. I don't think that it should be a pick them. You know, look, if this was a, a neutral field, I think you make that case. But it is, there is a, a legit home field advantage here in Baltimore. So I think there's still the right play here by giving the three, according to the Sharpies out here in Las Vegas. So you mentioned the total here too. And I, I kind of like an overplay here, but I hate playing overs. I hate playing overs. I rarely play them. I know. Oh, no, Danielle. I know. Life, life is too short to bet unders. You're just rooting for the passage of time. I think I'm just right. like a masochist or something. I love I love betting <laughs> unders. I just... Oh, okay. Well, could you imagine if you had the under Monday night in the, in the Ravens game? It's, what, 10 to 3 at halftime. You think, I, I got this thing. There's just no way up. the Ravens are... Right, so I'm up. And then somehow the thing goes way over, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, that's why it's so hard to play unders. But I'm with you. Again, to that point, the Chargers have been a team that's been playing to the under here. Uh, so far this year, they've only hit one over. So, you know, they, they've been the under team here. And, again, the Ravens 3-2 and two to, to the over in their five games. So, again, I think you're on the right side if you're going to play the under. But that's why I pass on it, Danielle, because I can't bet them. I just can't do it. So if I feel like it's an underplay, I just lay off it and just, just figure out if I can go uh, with a side instead of a total. Yeah, I'm seeing about 51 and a half here at, at Bet Rivers. Uh, so mm -hmm. one bet I did notice, too, uh, from one of our other recent hosts here, actually hosts the Chicago City cast, is Danny Burke. He has the Chargers in a teaser here. So he has them plus nine and a half, and he paired yeah, that Danny. up with the Cardinals plus eight and a half versus the Browns. What do you think of that? Would you put a, play a teaser here? Yes, except I'm worried about a second leg. I am worried yeah. about the Cardinals now coming home because I, I know you go five and zero undefeated. There's the same thing there. Going East Coast, going to Cleveland, banged up. Kyler Murray is not himself. Uh, we, we found out today they've got some some issues with COVID and other things going on uh, with Arizona. Chandler Jones isn't going to play oh, wow. uh, in that game. That's that's a. It looks like I, I think there's a slight chance Sunday. I'm not exactly sure on the protocol, but it looks like he's not going to be able to play now because he's on that COVID-19 list. That's a huge loss. Yeah. You've got a dinged-up quarterback and your best pass rusher out. And the way, again, the Browns can gash you with that run. I mean, I, I still can't believe they put up 42 and lost last week to the Chargers. That's still, still amazing. So I think their defense will play better this week. They were awful last week against the Chargers. They won't be that bad against Arizona this week. So, Danny, I like his idea, and I love teasing the Chargers up. I just might find a second dance partner other than Besides the uh, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that the Browns played terrible last week because they were my fantasy defense. So Oh, boy. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was, wrapping, this, wrapping this Chargers-Ravens up here. The Ravens have been favored. 
I'm, I'm trying to move on. Uh, the Ravens have been favored by three points or more three times this season and have not covered the spread in any of them. I think this is going to be game number four for them. But again, more of an interesting stat than necessarily predictive of what we're going to see here. Uh, what Correct. about the Rams and the Giants? Rams are a 10 and a half point favorite. I don't think I've seen this move yet. Total sitting around 47 and a half. The Rams are four and one. They're back on the road. They had that great win against Seattle on Thursday night football. Their only loss this season was to the Cardinals. Great game there. Mm-hmm. And the Giants, the poor Giants, when they lost to the Cowboys, they also lost Daniel Jones to a concussion. Oh, they lost yeah. Saquon Barkley, ankle, wide receiver, Kenny Galladay to a hyperextended knee. What do you think about this 10 and a half point spread? Giants are a mass unit. Uh, look, I, I actually, as a Cowboy fan, I felt bad for the G-Men watching that game because I yeah. felt like it was like right out of Friday, you know, Friday Night Lights when they're taking on Odessa Permian uh, is going down there to Midland and these bigger kids are just knocking them off the field. That's what it felt like watching the Cowboys against the Giants. Everybody's getting hurt for the G-Men. So really it comes down to Danny Dimes. Is he going to play? I have a feeling, Danielle, he is going to play Sunday. You're hearing the league set of New His York. His hit looks oh. scary. Oh, right. So, like, the craziest thing about that is if you saw Joe Burrow sit against Green Bay, right, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow was knocked out. And he goes in and, go, and then whatever. He's fine. We can go play. But because everybody saw Danny Dimes get up and stagger away like Deontay Water in the 10th round, you know, trying to stumble and bumble his way to, to hang in there, we go, Perfect oh, reference. Right? We, we, we can't <laughs> let him play, right, because we saw it. We all saw it. We didn't see it with Burrow. Burrow comes back in, finishes the game, and then goes to the hospital after. I mean, we talk about player safety. It's such a joke. The, the way that we – because we don't see what, what happens when they go in the tent. There's no camera in there. They go in there. They buy some time. Oh, he's better. So I think Danny Dimes is going to play Sunday against the Rams. That's that all the team leaves I'm reading in New York say. Oh, yeah, he's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. So if he plays, Daniel, I'm, I'm almost thinking that I might want to back the GMAT. And the thing is... Because they're getting 10 and a half. Yes, because if he does not, if it were to come out that Mike Glennon was going to play, that number's going to go up. I mean, I'm sorry, Mike Glennon, not a shot on you, but that's going to be an 11 and a half, maybe even gets to 12 by kickoff. No Saquon Barkley. Then if you didn't have Danny Dimes, then if you didn't have Kenny Galladay, you don't have an offense there in New York. Danny Dimes, he has been playing really sneaky, good football. Really, And you know what he's not doing, Danielle? He's not turning it over anymore. Right, like I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Danny died. He's not falling over the turf monsters like he did in Philadelphia. He's actually looking like a proficient NFL quarterback. And I know nobody wants to give credit to Jason Garrett or Dave Gettleman. Or they, I think they actually got it right with this pick. They're just you're seeing the fruits of your labor here as the years are starting to go on with Danny Dimes. If he can play on Sunday, he can manage this game, and that's what he's going to have to do. Because when you have 99 coming at you and big Aaron Donald right at the middle, and he's going to see that 99 coming all day long. You, you can't, We can't get past happy, and that's why I kind of like an underplay here. With Danny Dives, they're going to have to figure out a way to play ball control because we saw it with the Rams. They sputtered in that first half against Seattle, and then the second half, they couldn't be stopped, Danielle. Up and down the field, up and down the field, up and down the field at will. So you don't want to get into a track meet right now with Matty Stafford in this, uh, you know, Sean McVay, because those guys will beat you if you get into a, a track meet. So we got to slow it down. We got to keep it low scoring. We got to keep it slowly paced football game. You can do that with Danny Dimes. Mike Lennon, I would see a lot of turnovers coming. Danny's not turning it over. So it all comes down to me. I back the G men, take the points if, and I do believe, Danny Dimes plays.
I don't think you're alone there. I think a lot of people, after everything that happened with, with them losing so much of their offense in all those injuries, people are like, there's an overreaction in the market. So maybe maybe there's value here on the Giants. And as you said, it could just go up from here. So I think there yes. might be a little bit of value. But to your point about Danny Dimes, if any team could could force a turnover here, it might be this Rams team here. Uh, and what a difference the, that a year makes, really, because last year's matchup with the Giants, defensive battle, 26 points scored. Rams won 17-9. So I think you're on track with that under as well. Um, I like under as well here. Total sitting around 47 and a half. Uh, yeah. That, what's a, yeah. I, I just, I think that's the smarter way to go here because again, the Giants can't win a shootout. They can't win a, a Browns Chargers game like we saw last week. It's so fine, right? It's got to be low scoring for their game script. Jason Garrett knows that. Joe Judge knows that, right? Sean McVay knows that. So watch, watch for ball control here. And again, again, remember this. The Rams, yes, their offense can't get going, but it did sputter against an awful Seattle defense in the first half. Giants aren't going to light you up defensively. They're not spectacular, right? But they're okay. They're proficient. So I think because of that, if the Rams kick in on track, West Coast going East Coast again, all those things we talked about uh, with the other game here, those those factors are at play. Could be a slow start for the Rams, kind of like they had Thursday night against Seattle. They'll get it cranked up eventually. But I think it'll be a competitive game. Giants' first half might even be a better play here, especially if Danny Dimes plays. Second half, I would think the Rams start to figure it out once again. So maybe this is where I can get my under in. This yes. is the game. Yes. I'm going okay. to ride with you on that one. Dave, before I let you go, I want to ask you uh, what you think about Justin Herbert. Is he not putting up MVP numbers right now? Yes. He's, he, here's the thing, Danielle. In the NFL, and I've seen this historically, Guys got to buy their time, right? You got to put in the work. We got to be a known Come on, Justin Herbert right now, he's not going to get the votes. So even though he's a great value still at this point, unless he's absolutely the rest of the way, the unquantified best quarterback that we've seen, he's not going to win it. They'll give it to Tom, old man Brady, breaking every record, right? And I love Brady. And he has a, he's had another historic year, right? They'll give it to Josh Allen because now he's he's the guy that went to the AFC title game against Pat Mahomes. If the Chiefs turn around, Pat Mahomes will hop right, right, right back up into this discussion. And, of course, Lamar Jackson, who's already won an MVP. So those established guys are going to be tough for Justin Herbert to bypass. But to your point of warranted, absolutely. But this is also a vote. And because it's a vote, and betters have to realize that, too, Sometimes it's tough to get that vote when we're still going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great rookie year, but it's only his second year. Give him time. He'll win plenty of those. I hate that rationale, but it's actually the way sometimes these votes go. So even though I love him in this discussion, and he should be there, and I think he will be there the whole year, I, I think it's going to be a long shot for him to win it, not based on performance, but because of based on basically identity or lack thereof. Yeah. It's, it's too bad, but it is a good point. It is something very smart to consider when you're making these bets, that humans are voting on these. That's right. Uh, and maybe Justin Herbert wins some fans over, though. Maybe he wins some Chargers fans over. So uh, well, that could be, that could be he, the is, win is, there. Is he, is he 17? I mean, he, I, just, I look at him and I go, I cannot believe this kid's in his second year in the NFL. He's lighting up the league. Like, I'm old enough to remember, Danielle, Dan Marino in his second year coming out of Pittsburgh, right? Good rookie year, right? Really good rookie year. His second year was just spectacular. Justin Herbert couldn't have had a better rookie year and he's having a better sophomore season. That's the most impressive part to me. There's been no yes. backside from his rookie year. He's actually we have tape better. on him now. We're expecting a little bit of a slump. And with a coaching change too, none of that has seemed to affect him at all or that offense. 
He is absolutely, to your point, he should be at the upper echelon of that MVP conversation. That's good news. It's good news for Chargers fans. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dave Ross, for taking the time with us. You can catch him on VEASAN again on Saturdays and Sundays, betting across America and the Green Zone. Uh, coming up next, though, my, my favorite topic, the WNBA Finals. They're tied Ooh. up. Game three on Friday in Chicago. It's sold out. We'll get into it next on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. The Los Angeles CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Get paid faster with Bet Rivers Rush Pay. Daily boosts, special offers, great customer service, plus a $250 first time sign up bonus. Make Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers app or visit betrivers.com for details. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, and very excited to welcome in our guest. He's the play-by-play commentator for the Connecticut Sun. He works with DraftKings. You may have heard him on 98.5 The Sports Hub. It's Brendan Glasheen. Brendan, thanks so much for making the time. Of course, of course. What's up? I'm so glad you're able to hop on because you know that I wanted to talk about the WNBA Finals. I've been talking to myself all week and having parasocial relationships with WNBA Twitter. <laughs> That's actually how how we met. Actually, I should tell the story. I, I messaged Brendan to correct him on a pronunciation of a UCLA player who happened to win Rookie of the Year, Michaela Onyenwede. He had to correct me. He had to correct me on the correct pronunciation. So that is how good this man is. You can trust his word. Let's talk about the finals here. So Chicago Sky, Mercury. Uh, we have the Phoenix Mercury here, tied at one game each in the series. Uh, now I'm seeing... For the series, so Sky to win the championship at minus 122 here on Bet Rivers. Mercury to win at even money. Sky mm-hmm. won game one. They cover easily. We're not surprised. The Mercury had to play on Friday. They come back. They win game two on Wednesday, 91-86 in overtime, but a little bit of controversy. Um, so what did, what did you think about uh, that game two ending? So it feels like we have a lot of controversy now going on with this with the officiating and if it's siding one way or the other, in particular the team in Phoenix. Uh, of course, James Wade, the head coach of the Sky, he's made some reference already to free throw discrepancy and points in the paint. I mean, for me, I was super impressed with Chicago defensively in that game yesterday. The way they switched off of ball screens, how they guarded passing lanes. I can understand why they were frustrated because they felt, well, if we had a few breaks go our way, on the officiating end, then we put ourselves in a position not only to win that basketball game tight, but win that basketball game going away. As it turns out, uh, they didn't get those breaks that the other team did. So, uh, look, the ball's going to bounce one way or the other. I think it was a pretty well-played basketball game. Keep in mind, like, Diana Taurasi was a, a non-factor for much of that game, right? And as it turns out, she woke up, as she normally does, at the end of a tightly contested game. So I'm not too Just sure. Just when how they much... need her. Exactly. So I don't know. I mean, it was quite, it was a theatrical ending. Uh, if you're Chicago, you take the split, you go home, you go to a packed house tomorrow night. So. 
Friday. So I know that uh, you had a good bet on this game yesterday. We were talking about this uh, during the game, before the game. You did a little parlay action. You did Mercury Moneyline because I think it was around minus 170 or so. So who wants to play that? So you parlayed it up with the over. Yeah. And and how did that over hit again? Um, overtime. Very necessary, <laughs> as we discussed. Like, yeah, that had to happen. Um, defense locked in white right quite a bit and that kind of goes back to what i was saying just the way in particular candace parker just the way she will switch off who she's defending rotating up and then Brittany grinder was doubled so many times eventually by the end of the fourth quarter and in overtime Brittany, you notice know, started getting the ball high and going right up like not hesitating she remembered her height dribble yeah no kidding right and she had some difficulty finishing i felt throughout much of the game but made adjustments she got off to a good start in the first quarter then came out phoenix quickly realized we got to get her back in the game because we can't get any any offense going skylar diggins smith started to finally get to the basket as that's how that's her bread and butter she shoots the most free throws in the WNBA. um and phoenix finally slowed down which going into the series we were talking like, all right, how in the world is Chicago going to stop Brittany Griner? That was the big question for us. And I think what we found out in game one, Chicago wants to play up and down, up and down. And Griner got in foul trouble. Tarasi got in foul trouble. So it turns out Phoenix, while the game did lead, it felt more of a Phoenix vibe yesterday because of a lower scoring, longer possessions. They were, though, in that first quarter, they were tempted into playing up and down like Chicago eventually Phoenix did have enough scoring. They weren't in foul trouble and uh, prevailed. Yeah. So let's talk game three now because the Mercury were three and a half point favorites. Now they're three and a half point dogs for game three here in Chicago on Friday. Sold out, I think. I don't think you can find a ticket, not for a good price at least. Total for this game, 166 and a half. So about two points or so lower than we saw for the last game, which is interesting because it did hit an over. But again, we saw that defensive ending there. We saw it just go in the overtime. So Sky money line here, minus 162. Mercury money line at plus 130. Who do you like for game three? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I haven't really given this a ton of thought yet. But if I had to take a side, I am taking Chicago in front of that crowd. Um, okay. uh, it's not great, right? As far as, like, of course, it's enticing to lean to lean Phoenix. But I think the couple days off, going from Sunday to Wednesday, staying home for, for Phoenix was very beneficial. Now you're talking one day rest. Cunningham, Sophie Cunningham, was an awesome presence. I think they talked about it on the broadcast. WNBA Twitter was all over it. She means a ton to what Phoenix does from an energy standpoint. They're going to need her again on Friday night. I just think when you factor in Kalia Copper as well as Vandersloot and just the way she maneuvers through the defense, there are just so many ways this Chicago team can not only beat their defender to the basket, but also just take a defender uh, one-on-one to then open up shooters. I mean, Allie Quigley, the amount of looks she had open from three. Their threes weren't going in the first half, and that was one of the things that was reported from the sideline crew. It was reported after the halftime. If Chicago just starts making threes, which they did quite a bit of in the second half, they're going to be fine, and I think they're going to shoot the three way better at home. Uh, I like Chicago to win game three. Okay. Plus three more or money line more? Mm-hmm. Plus Probably, three and a honestly, half. Honestly, I take I take the points. Or I, I would t- I yeah. would give the points away. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. I think they might pull away in this game down the stretch. Phoenix will keep it close as far as the total. Um, it, it will be a game where I feel like you're you're going to have to hope Phoenix puts together enough offense 
down the stretch to hold up their end of the bargain, I think you can, you can get 80 out of uh, 80 or so out of Chicago. That's like their golden. That was the number Kurt Miller would tell us all year. Like 80 is the key. If we can hold them under 80, which they had a hard time doing in that semifinal round, we'll be successful. Yeah. They only did it once. So. Well, that's why I have a trouble here because I see that this total went down a couple points from our last game and we saw everything slow down in that second half of game two. Uh, I want to bet an under here, but the way that the Chicago Sky team has been playing, I mean, the Sun usually slow teams down to their pace is what I've said about them all season. And they did yeah. not. They had to play up to the Chicago Sky's pace. And they've been doing that every game. And I've been waiting for there to be a game that that's kind of backed off. And it hasn't really happened yet. And I'm surprised, too, because usually we see a little bit lower scoring in playoffs. And we just haven't seen that happen either yet. So um, right? I'm, temp I'm tempted on an under. I know. it's it, Look, look. let's be – as you brought up, I, overtime, overtime doesn't happen. We got an under the other night. And it's an under – by quite a bit. I mean, 14, I think. Yeah. I mean, it was, what was it, 79 all going to overtime? Yeah. I mean, it's a bit, I caught a big break. So I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, yeah, at the over, totally fine. No, Everything's never good. sweat. Never sweat. Time. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was tight. So I just think now going to their place, I'm not going to underestimate what a crowd like that is going to do and just the level Candace Parker is playing at. More so how Parker's will and grit and just the they are imposing their will on both ends of the floor we under i underrated for sure how great of a defensive basketball team they could be we 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 we, we are so uh, mesmerized by what vandersloot does on the offensive end and just creating open looks for everybody and mm -hmm. Cop Copper's been amazing both of them have been amazing and then candace has I think just she's been, been that a surprise right just sneakily no so good so good, so good. Finishing around the rim, I mean, uh, stripping loose balls, like not giving up at the end of a possession. That that, that play at the end, the M1. Sophie, yep. I mean, damn. I mean, it, it was. it's really impressive. What, what it's caused a lot of controversy. That's mm -hmm. that's for certain. Uh, that It's funny you say Candace Parker because someone said the other night, you know, Chris Paul was there. We saw some of the Suns players there to support the Mercury. And they said, man, I think that CP3 got more, more time than DT. And I said, which CP3? because I think you're forgetting about one of them. She's been dominating it. And um, that's why when I, 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 I think I've talked to you just about this. I have a sky ticket on them plus 850 from mid season. Yeah. I just love to brag about it every episode, every chance I get. Um, yeah, I should have I I, done that after you, you know, after you brought up the whole pronunciation thing, I should have went back and then complimented you to make me not look as bad for correcting you about something. So yes, Danielle has no, a ticket. It's, it's, in, it's in good shape. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's embarrassing, but you know it happens. Um, yeah, so I mean, when I saw Candace Parker come back mid-season, I didn't realize how much impact one player could have on that team, and they looked completely different to me, and that's why I grabbed that ticket as soon as I could. Of course, you know, in the weeks leading up, I could have got a fourteen to one, but say la vie. Uh, so speaking of the series, who do you like to win the whole series? Do you think we could see four or five games? Um. I, I think it's going to go back to Phoenix, and of course, the, the great—it's a great story, no matter who wins this series, because of what Diana Taurasi has meant to the league. I think she's the goat. She's been awesome. It's hard to not root also, for her. Also, also hotly contested. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, look, hey, Sue Bird's the one on the broadcast now, and Diana isn't, right? So, I mean, you could look at it that way for this year. That's true. But uh, it is, yeah, it's it's a debate, but we're not going to get into that right now. You asked me who's going to win the series, <laughs> and if it's going to go four or five, I like I like a five. I think it's going to go five. Mm -hmm. I thought I thought Griner, Griner's adjustments were super yep. important, but just I am if with Cunningham back and 
uh, playoff playoff P PD the way she played as well the other night. I think Phoenix has just enough depth to persevere and split in Chicago. Just enough. But man, if Copper, if Kalia Copper continues to play at the level she's played at, she's she's the X factor. I I think I saw this on WNBA Twitter last night. You could make the argument for Copper to be your MVP. Uh, but no, it's it's Vandersloop. Copper, though, what she brings, I think they're not in this spot without her. Put it to you that way. Absolutely, and I think that Brittany Griner is is the the person for the the Mercury on that side of things. And I think they're you're asking, right. she made the right they're asking a lot. They're asking a lot. They're asking a lot out of Brittany Griner. They're asking a yeah. lot out of Brittany Griner right now. Yeah. And I think and she's we up for it. Don't get a lot. Me wrong. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, yeah. Look, it wouldn't surprise me if if it, if it works out. She's been great. I just I think they got to have. Like Skylar Diggins Smith has got to get going quick, more, like more quickly for them. I think it's a, yeah. that's a huge part. If they can get her going, that opens up Brittany in the second half, and she can score it more with more ease. I'm excited. This is exciting. So uh, game three going on on Friday, uh, tied up at one apiece. Here we'll have a game four on Sunday, I believe. And I, I, I'm rooting against my own ticket last night. I was rooting for the Mercury to extend this series because I didn't want to see the sky go up 2-0, and that's against my own ticket. So that shows you how excited I am about this game. Um, thank you so much to Brendan Glashin. Uh, make sure you check him out. He's with DraftKings. He's with uh, 98.5, uh, the Sports Hub as well. So make sure you check him out as well on Twitter. Uh, thanks so much, Brendan. Hey, thank you. Had a good time. All right. So thanks so much for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast today. New shows again three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Please, if you would be so kind, subscribe to the pod. Follow the pod. It's a lot of fun. Or better yet, leave a rating. That would be really appreciated. Uh, thanks in advance. And feel free, as always, to tweet at me, at Danielle Avari. I'll be back, of course, for more fun and games on Monday with Annie McNeil, our Visa and NHL expert, to preview the Kings and Ducks seasons, which are already underway, if you can believe it. So come on back Friday for the, or excuse me, Monday. The Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. 
That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Deadline. 